Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. Gary YouTube here from Cultaholic Wrestling, and you might be wondering, Ross, where is your best friend in the entire world? The person who you will be presenting this year tier list video with, and I'm asking the same question. I've got no idea who we have coming in today, but I know we have someone. Can I hear the door? I did hear the door. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. No, no, I'm not. Why are you here? Do this with you. Why? Because... You are the last person I want sat here. How's your tits? Red. Still red? Is <laughs> that why you're wearing pink? Yes. Do you to get them out for the people at home? Go Here we go. Well... I'm ready. <sighs> just to peel the curtain back, everybody, we filmed this on Tuesday... It's now Friday. That's a few days have gone by, and oof, they are red, aren't they? Yes. Red titty for lols. But there we go. His tits are red. His name is Andrew. My name is Gary, and we're here to speak about the list that WWE themselves released a little while ago called the 50 Greatest Tag Teams in the History of the Professional Wrestling Ever. Yes. That's the official title we gave it, you see, Andrew. Wow. But we're not here to speak about all 50, otherwise we would be here all day long, and nobody wants that, especially me, sat next to this very small man... Why do you not like You're me? a very small Why do you man. Not like me? You've been using Cultaholic, but we're here to do the tag teams. I'll, I'll carry on. I'm a professional. Sam, if you wouldn't miss hitting the hint up here, that was some good words, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> So just in case you haven't been here before, we have several tiers to put the top 30 of the top 50 greatest WWE tag teams of all time into, mm. ranging from the best Ooh. down to lovely, 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 down to all right, down to just about bearable, and then down in the bottom in the bin, which I think, just based off this, the sheer title of the, the list alone that WWE released, yeah. will be empty by the end of this year video. But who knows what can happen on the tier list rank of malarkey. I want to tell everybody the rules that WWE went by in putting together their list. We're going through these 30, the top 30, in the order they were in WWE's list. Only WWE teams are eligible, meaning no gangsters, no Sting and Lex Luger, and no Mulkey Brothers. Ooh. Is that a typo? Who are the no, Mulkey Brothers? Not a clue. The Mulkey Brothers? The Mulkey Brothers. No idea. Rule number two. 
Teams were rated only on their accomplishments while in WWE. Therefore, we will be doing the same here today mm. on this tier ranking tingy. Uh, so the achievements of the Steiners in the NWA had no bearing on their placement or act their, that that yeah, yeah, lack thereof here. Rule number three. Eligibility began with the first recognised World Tag Team Champions, Luke Graham and Tarzan Tyler. I went to school with him. He's a lovely fella. He won the titles on the 3rd of June, 1971. And rule number four. Rankings were based on everything from long longevity to cultural impact. Personal biases may have also crept in. Boo! Ooh. How dare you have your own opinions? That's what we've learned in these tier ranking things. You can't have your own opinions. As witnessed by an extended argument over the significance of Tony Guerrero and Dean Ho. Whoa. What a name that is. What Dean Ho. Is. He's going to be brought up in this tier ranking yes, thing um, as well. Yes. But we'll start off with the number 30 in WWE's list. And we have, first and foremost, the British Bulldog and Owen Hart, who, of course, had one tag team title reign mm. during that during sorry together I mean uh, as part of their Dury run of course they were a part of Cam Cornette and the Hart Foundation they had big feuds with likes of uh, the Smoke and Guns so of course this this tag team tandem they won the tag team titles mm -hmm. from the tag team tandem called the Smoking Guns yeah the Smoking Guns yeah yeah the Smoking Guns yeah fake razor fake razor and fake de Fake Razor and Fake Diesel. I'll wake up soon. We just shot the podcast earlier. So podcast. I had my, the podcast. <laughs> a three-hour podcast earlier. So my mouth is very tired and I now oh. need to speak some more words. But I'm going to keep going. Fake Razor and Fake Diesel. Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Legion of Doom. We all know the classic rivalries. Mm -hmm. Owen and Brett. Uh, Owen and Brett. Owen and the British Bulldog had. It's going well. In the 90s. Um, of course, they reformed as part of the Hart Foundation in yes. 1997 uh, when Owen accidentally eliminated the Bulldog from the Royal Rumble. Then Bulldog defeated Hart to become the first ever European champion and then tensions boiled over mm. and then Brett was like will you stop fighting man and just be part of the family once again and they were like yes what were going on about because of Canada I feel terrible wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they joined the Hart Foundation of course in 1997 oh and oh, you're, not, oh yeah. are you? you're Andrew I'm Andrew, Andrew. What do you want to say about the uh, the, the, the tandem of British Bulldog and Owen Hart? They were just fantastic, weren't they, together? They were really <laughs> good. They? they had the technical prowess. I think their, uh, their, their, um, the promo work was really good as well. Always heated. At this point as well, Owen was just funny. Yes. As well as being amazing at everything, like the stuff that he did at the Slammies and things as well. He was just so, so funny. And together, like... Together they were amazing. I don't think they had too many. Now in a tag team loss, I like it when the boys do the moves together. You know what I mean? Get mm -hmm. some nice tag team tandem moves in there. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did that too much, which is maybe like makes it a little bit uh, not quite all the way up there for me. It puts it a little bit, a little bit down. But I mean, you, those two very, very good proficient wrestlers on their own coming together. You know the thing, you know the thing I like about them is the synergy. Because obviously mm. in the 80s, the Hart Foundation was Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. He was a big boy with big shoulders like this. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounded like. And they, obviously, Brett was a technician mm -hmm. and Neidhart was a big, strong boy. Powerhouse, yeah. And then we fast forward... Owen's now the technician mm. and Bulldog is the big strong boy he and a is. bit crazy at that yes. as well so I like the synergy between the two, the two like incarnations I like but I reckon oh, uh, oh it's <laughs> Owen I'm so sorry <laughs> it's Andrew 
I reckon in the grand scheme of what we're about, well, what we're going to talk about today, I reckon yeah. this is a lovely, lovely, lovely tier I tag team. I would also say that. I wrote that down in my notes. Oh, yeah. right, look Talking at that. About look synergy, at that synergy. Yeah, yeah. You're not an arsehole at all, that's a lie. But of course, if you want to put that first picture <laughs> there into lovely, lovely, lovely tier, there we go. Mm. Next up, number 29 in WWE's countdown was Miz and Morrison. Mm. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Exactly. One-time World Tag Team Champions, one-time WWE Tag Team Champions, SmackDown Tag Team Champions as well. Although, did, did Morrison... Morrison defended that at WrestleMania 36, didn't he? He did, yeah, on his or own. Did he, or did he win them on his own? Uh, he, whatever it happened, it happened. It was uh, one hell of a, a triple threat ladder match, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, of course, I guess Miz and Morrison are known for more of what they did outside the ring mm. than inside the mm-hmm. ring. You don't want to do that too many times, know, otherwise it'll... <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. I was Lovely. just checking. We'll do a cut. Well, we'll keep it in. We'll Why not? We'll peel the curtain back. Don't, don't open OBS again. Sam, I'm That's sorry. Okay. So I just wanted to see Sam. It'll, it'll, it'll come down on me. me. Sam will batter me. Yeah, I'm not in there. He, so beats, he beats me with a belt. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're more so known for what they did outside the ring than yeah. inside the ring, in my opinion. Of course, yeah. back in the day, in the first run, we had the Dirty Sheet, oh, so which good. of course was some good television on the interweb. Well, internet television, I guess. Yes. It was on the internet, wasn't it? On the interwebs. And then today, of course, We've had two massive hits, mm. uh, Miz and Morrison, Hey Hey, Ho Ho, the one about Braun Strowman, I forget how that one goes as I'm sat here right now, I wish I wasn't so tired. Hey Hey, Braun, bro. Ah, uh, that's how it went. No, it didn't. But two hits, one not so good song yeah. about Bad Bunny oh. uh, this year at WrestleMania 37. Uh, of course, we have Miz TV, Johnny mm. Drip Drip, all the shenanigans that comes with Miz and Morrison. Of course, they're fantastic wrestlers as well. Yeah. The Miz being a proper throwback heel. Johnny Drip Drip Woo. being a parkour, parkour boy. Um, yeah, the thing in the second run, Andrew, mm. that I didn't realise was how good Joe Moore was at sort of promos and improv. I think I think you're because right as well. The first run, it, he didn't really get to showcase what he was all about. But then he went mm. away, of course, and start. I say starred in a few blockbusters. He was in a few films. Yeah, he was in a few films, and it's clear that acting training is paying off because mm. he holds his own with the Miz, who, of course, is one of the best talkers in the world yeah. today. But I, 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 I cannot speak highly enough of Miz and John Morrison. I agree, and like I just think you see them from back in the day what like 2007 2008 and you see how much they've grown now as well when they're together like they're both so much more confident so much more proficient in the ring as well and i i couldn't think of two better people just to be put together two like obnoxious people do you know what i mean to be put together and and it just gels so well well i mean you you and adam i'm not obnoxious Dearly beloved, join <laughs> here today. If you haven't watched it, by the way, go and watch the punishment where he did get chopped. I should have said that. It should be doing more views. That it was on like thirty-four k when I had a look. It's doing all right. It's doing all right, but it's it should be right. higher. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting hundreds of thousands. Well, people don't like me, so yeah, they would want to see me get mad. Exactly. My, if you my, don't my like him, go and watch that punishment. But yeah, they've had some fantastic matches as well. You think back to way yeah. back in the day, feuding with the likes of Hardy Boys. Oh. And think of, was it Hardy Boys? Yeah, it was Hardy. Yeah, yeah and then, ECW and so. Modern day, I guess that the feuds haven't really stood out that much but they've been mm. interacting with the likes of the Usos obviously and then yeah. like this year with the New Day and stuff like that mm. they're, just, they're just fantastic they but are. in the grand this is a hard one because in the grand so scheme many. of things in the, the in amongst the greatest tag teams of all time are there because I they're at least on the same level as Owen and Bulldog I would say I, st- I think so as but well but maybe have we put Owen and Bulldog too high in the grand scheme we'll find out later yeah, on I guess the we will but, when we get going but like thinking like you said thinking about it it's a weird one because Miz and Morrison, you do put them together, but you don't necessarily think of Miz and Morrison as a tag team like the Hardys or something like that. Yeah. Which maybe they, 
Maybe they sh- well, I was going to say maybe they should be because they've done so much together, but at the same time, we don't think of them in that calibre, I don't think. And of course, we are just basing them what they have done as a tag team in yeah. the WWE, not as single stars or anything like that. So I reckon if we're going to put Owen and... I keep wanting to say Owen and Brett. Owen and Bulldog there, put them on the same level as them. I I just, so. In terms of what they did as a tag team in WWE, Miz and Morrison are no worse off than those two there. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm Boom. ready to suck it. Next up in number 28, we have the bar. The bar. Uh, it was the, the bar. Yeah, that's what I used to do on WTF. It yeah. was dab for some reason because the kids like it and whatnot. And I'm, I'm clinging on to my youth. Uh, four-time Raw Tag Team Champions, one-time SmackDown Tag Team Champions. We all know the story of how they came together. Mm-hmm. They were feuding for a while then realised, hey, ho, I like the way you do the fighting. Let's have a wrestle together. Together, but on the same page this time. Feuds, of course, with the New Day, Good Brothers, Hardys, The Shield, oh. including Jason Jordan when he was in The Shield. That was wow. a thing. <laughs> Braun Strowman and Nicholas at WrestleMania 34, who oh. were the tag team champions walking into that match. It was the bar. Less said about that, the, the, the yeah. better. than I think the, the most recent reign they had before they split up was with The Miz and Shane McMahon. Yes. For me, they were much like a modern-day APA. They were never the yeah. real... While they were, obviously, they've had uh, five tag team championship mm. reigns all together, uh, they were never the real main focus of the tag team division. They were always no. like, they were always the team who was facing the team who was the, yes. the focus of the tag yeah. team division. And that's a very important role, Andrew. It is. It's a very important role, although they should have been, like, portrayed at the top, at the very, very top, you know, all the time. And those two, just two amazing wrestlers coming together, you couldn't think of like two better workhorses to come together I don't think Mm. and Cesaro and Sheamus together brutal in the ring so brutal in the ring but also knew each other very well and knew how to play off each other's strengths and stuff Uh, and their tandem moves together was awesome you know where like Sheamus would get them in the white noise and then whoop Cesaro goes and they'll bouncy off the rope, go and get them on their head, and that it's really, really that's exactly good. what he said. Just like, just like yeah. Sheamus and Cesaro sat here now. If you take your hand, that's it, Cesaro, and I'm Sheamus. And I'll go down, just like that. Um, there we go. <laughs> I like the in the early stages of the tag team run how the crowd would boo Sheamus yes. and cheer Cesaro, yeah, they would still work together mm. and come out on top. It was a, a lovely type because so many times we lambast WWE's penchant for wanting to throw two tag teams together yeah. with just two random people who they have no plans for. Mm. But this one, I don't know if they intended it or not, but it had a story and it yeah. paid off in the end. And they're just the good, wholesome friends outside work. the ring as well. So that's why it just adds to the package so a bit good. more. Do you remember when they won the, the, the belts off? I think it was the New Day and Sheamus had, had them and was flaunting them all the time. And then Cesaro just got into the crowd and like just pleased all the crowd and stuff. Yeah. That was just cool. A nice juxtaposition. Yeah. That's a lovely word, isn't it? Juxtaposition. Yeah, that's one of my favourite words ever. Generally. But I reckon, I reckon, you know what I'm going to suggest we do? Go on. Because I reckon just in terms of what they did as a tag team in WWE, the bar far supersedes the two tag teams that we've got on that tier list right now. I agree. I wrote down, I said lovely slash the best because I didn't know if we could come to an agreement on this one. I I reckon we move those two tag teams down too. I think we do. All right. But in the grand scheme of the greatest tag teams ever, we're not just saying they're all right as tag teams. Yeah. This is in, in, in relation, sorry, to uh, the other tag teams we're here to speak about today. Yeah. Move those two down all right and put the bar in lovely, lovely, lovely. Let's not forget, this is the greatest tag teams of all time. It so even the if greatest. they're in all right, that still means they're phenomenal anyway. Exactly. So don't panic. Don't, don't panic. panic. It's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Next up, number 27 in WWE's oh. countdown was Team Hell No. I'm the tag team champions. 
Yeah, I'm the tag team champion. No, no, I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. No, no, I'm the tag team champion. No, no, I'm the I'm the tag team champion. It was much better when Kane and Daniel yes. Bryan did it, honestly. But of course, they had one tag team title reign in WWE. Again, much like Miz and Morrison, it wasn't so much about the stuff inside the ring mm. for me personally. Anyway, it was all the stuff outside the ring. You're thinking about the hug when we eventually got yeah. there, but before that, the sort of the the vignettes and the cafe and whatnot, where Daniel Bryan's having a a yes gasm, let's call it, <laughs> in public and while eating some pancakes or whatever they're eating oh. in that diner. And, and Kane's given it as good as he's got as well. Uh, the, the segments with Dr. Shelby. Um, all the stuff outside the ring just proved what fantastic, versatile uh, yeah. performers both Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. and Kane are. Uh, the stuff in the ring wasn't too bad either. I'm thinking about the, their interactions with the Shield and yeah. stuff like that. In their first run, of course, they came back together when Daniel Bryan made his return to the ring mm-hmm. in 2018, uh, just after WrestleMania 34. But that came away because of a kayfabe injury for Kane, yeah. which was covering up a real-life injury. It was. It was like what happened backstage. He got like his foot slammed in a door or something. Something like that. Yeah, and he, he came out. They had, he said he had a smashed ankle or something, but yes. in reality he had sort of tendon damage or something. Yeah. So it was a kayfabe injury to cover up a real one. Whoa. And that makes sense Clever. because of reasons. But yes. uh, I love Team Hell No. What Me too. The dynamic between them was so good. And it was funny as well. You don't necessarily think of Kane in funny storylines and stuff like that but I think he really held his well especially with all the anger management stuff when they were doing all the all the things in the little therapy sessions I think they worked really well together and in the ring yeah fair enough not, nothing nothing in, like their styles sort of coming together in a way do you know what I mean like they were very much still the own separate yeah. people in the ring but um, but I think yeah just like afterwards and you never really knew what was going to happen with them you know, like you, you were always like, are they gonna fight? Is he gonna punch him? Nah, he's gonna hug him. Mm. It's all alright. And I, I really, I really liked that about them. I thought, I thought it was something fresh that we hadn't seen in a while. Something fresh. Fresh. I reckon this might be, however much we like what they did, the worst tag team we've spoken about so far. I agree. So does that mean they are bottom of merely all right in the midst of the greatest tag teams ever in the history of WWE? Or No, we don't put them in just about bearable, Ross, you silly man. You silly man. We love them, but in the grand scheme of things, with one reign, and I guess just due to longevity, they weren't together that long, were they? No, so. and we got little bits here and there, didn't we? Like, and the, the, sec- Rumble and the second room was just like, we've, we've got no ideas for yeah. Daniel Bryan after he's come back, so let's just do the thing Throw that worked him. before. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you reckon then? Bottom? Bottom of all right? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. just in comparison with the other two I teams. So. Beloved all the same, but I reckon Boom. it was the bottom of those two teams right there. Next up, we have Andrew's favourite tag team of all Love time. This. We have the Foreign Legion, who were, of course, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Sheiky baby, and all that Sheiky kind baby. of stuff. One-time WWF Tag Team Champions. Naturally, of course, the, one of the most hated tag teams in the history of professional wrestling full stop because they are dirty foreigners. That, that's it. And back Not in my day. opinion, Whoa. but back in the 80s, yes. if, you were, if you were foreign and you went to America, they didn't like you, did no. they? No, they didn't. They weren't, weren't Hulk they, Hogan. They weren't welcoming like us gone. British folk. We would no. have loved the, 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 the foreign legion over here in the UK. Yes, we do, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they would come up with their flags, waving the flags and whatnot. Just old-fashioned prop. Proper, proper basic bitch heat but yeah. it works so why not do it I guess back in the 80s uh, of course uh, Volkov would sing his national anthem yeah. um, <laughs> it sounded like Morrissey to me you know? <laughs> a little bit very monotone <laughs> and of course they would win the tag team championships from the US, Expe- uh, US Express mm. who were back in the day uh, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda who is the father of Bray Wyatt by the way at Wrestlemania 1 and he said 31 there. For 31? At uh, WrestleMania 1, thanks to the help of classy Freddy Blassie's mm. wooden stick. Oh. Which is not a euphemism. He had a cane. Just, how can you, like... 
they, they were so perfect for that era, weren't yeah. they? I mean, obviously back then it's very much black and white, good versus bad, and they just healed it up so much. And and just to like stand there in the ring and sing the Soviet national anthem <laughs> felt like a big balls move to do. That's big dick energy, that. That is big dick energy, and it was amazing. And yeah, it just riled up the crowd so much. And then in turn, that had put over the baby faces as well, say if they got a win and stuff, which is really, really good. Mm. I always think that's a good thing about a tag team, if they can work in their heelishness to put over the team that they're against uh, to build them up and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, just like they, they had great matches with British Bulldogs and the Canon Connection and Young Stallions and stuff, and they were just brutal, big, beefy, brutal boys. I ain't sheet getting them in camel clutch and all that. Big Who was not part of the Foreign Legion because we should, we should know. But uh, of course, these two lads, these two lads, <laughs> these two <laughs> lads are down the road. Uh, you see them in the pub all the time. They were more famous for their, uh, their exploits as single stars, of course, but the fact yeah. that they. We're both big old bloody heels at the time, mm. put together in a tag team. It just made sense. And of course, it, it took part in the first ever WrestleMania. Yeah. So that, that's a signal that it worked. That was a very true. That's a that's signal that it worked. But in the grand scheme of things, because they weren't together for too long. No. Um, where do we put them in relation to the other tag teams? I think maybe just above... Team Hell No. Go on, mate. Why not? I guess they had more monumental yeah. moments, well, moments at WrestleMania 1 than uh, Team one. Hell No. Just that one. You know, just take us a little bit of tickle. What are you doing? There you go, a little, little tickle. That's there you go. It. Don't worry about you it. It's okay. That. 25 in WWE's countdown was Los Garros, as uh, Shaniqua used to call them back in the day. Yes, I remember that. Did, yeah. Los Garros. Uh, two-time tag team champions in WWE. Big rivals, of course, in WCW. Mm-hmm. But who cares about that, Ross? We're here to speak about what they did as a tag team in we're thinking back to the days of the Smackdown 6 mm. when Smackdown was a lovely wholesome place oh, where Michael Cole and Taz at ringside we had matches with Edge Baby Pardon Edge and Rey Mysterio Angle and Benoit uh, in the first ever knockout tournament uh, they defeated those two teams in Survivor Series as well in a triple threat oh. tag team ting in what was maybe the match of the night other than the Elimination Chamber as Other well. than that, though, yeah. But and, of course, Big Show beating Brock Lesnar, everyone's favourite match. Let's and to be fair, Victoria and Trish Stratus as that well. That was good. Hey, oh, I yeah. used to, and the tables match at the start. It was a good It was the worst you. match on the... Co- no, it was the worst <laughs> match. It was fantastic, so it was. Um, so, of course, they turn face naturally because they lie, they cheat, they steal, and all that kind of stuff. Do get your lower rider going. That looks a bit weird. Let's not do that one. What did you just do then? Just like that. What are you doing? It's my low ride. Are you riding the horse? <laughs> I'll do my wattish. Wattish. <laughs> they naturally turn babyface now. I say big feuds. They had a feud with John Cena and B Squared. Yep. Big fan of B Squared. Who was B Squared? Bull Buchanan. Oh my god, really? John Cena's hype man. I completely forgot about that. He know. was the, the, in my mind, even though he wasn't a hippo, he was the hip hop hippo before the hip hop hippo was a thing. The hip hop hippopotamus. He's the hip hop henchman. What? Could, could you imagine if you had John Cena and B Squared versus Carlito and Jesus? That would have been good, wouldn't it? That might have stopped him from getting stabbed. What? <laughs> 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 is that a sentence you just said out loud, is it? Just yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Team Angle as well, Charlie Haas oh. and the Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Charvo would get injured, of course, at one point during their run. As the, I think it was during the second tag team reign, mm. which would force Tajiri to replace him. And then that would sort of naturally build a splitting up point for Eddie and Charvo yeah. getting jealous of, oh, Tajiri, how dare you take my spot? How dare you take my spot? But it was a bit of a red herring as well because Charvo returned to help Eddie beat John Cena mm-hmm. in a 
parking lot brawl. Uh, Los Guerreros then won a couple of matches. I've got it as well. Like Shaniqua back in the day. <laughs> Los Guerreros uh, defeated the, uh, the world's greatest tag team one week later to win. The, uh, sorry, it was just before their second tag team reign to win their second tag team title. And then they split up after losing that title mm. to the Basham brothers. Oh. Bickering happened. And then, yeah. That was... Yeah. It was a fantastic. I remember. I remember this as clear as day, though, in my Go mind. On. There was the Bashan brothers beaten down. Um, sorry, the Bashans lying to Eddie. It was going to be a tag. Te- I'm, I'm not aware. A tag team title match between the Bashams, the champions, yeah. and Charvo and Eddie, yes. the challengers. So the Bashams went to Eddie and said, "Eddie, I think they said your wife or your family, someone involved in your family, has been involved in a horrible car crash on this road, wherever. Mm. Please go and attend the scene now. Save them, Eddie. Save them." So Ooh. Eddie went away, leaving Charvo by himself, and because the contract had Eddie and Charvo on, Charvo had a challenge for the tag team titles all by himself. Oh, I didn't remember. Heel oh, tactics, the Basham brothers. Tactics. There he is. There's a, the third Basham brother that's a second reference to the scalp is that getting old yet uh no <laughs> but last girl they're just fantastic weren't they, they were so good yeah. and like just them two together obviously it helps that the family and stuff but just excellent in-ring work together and i think one of the things i think about los guerreros is obviously eddie being the big star of everything chavo was so good yeah chavo is like such a good Technical wrestler, but also an amazing luchador, high flyer, could do like pull off Hurricane Ronas perfectly and stuff as well. They did a lot of good moves together, like both using each other to, to um, damage their opponents and stuff. And like you, you couldn't, they, they, they like make you hate them in a split second. But you couldn't hate them because they were so good at yeah. what they were at what they were doing, and and I oh, what, they are genuinely one of my favourite teams of all time. I think they are. But where did they go in the midst of all the tag teams? Remember what they've accomplished oh. as a tag team together? Two two title reigns on Smacky Down back mm. in the day. Uh, they weren't together for too long, mm. but they were fantastic, weren't they? I reckon they're above Team Hell No I in the pecking order. You reckon? I reckon they're in there. Do you think they're just in all right? Or do yeah. you think they're in lovely? Try to think of the big monumental moments they had together. That's a good point. I mean, you stick them where you want to. That is my two penitent of the mix. Because like they had amazing matches with everybody, with literally everybody. Oh, oh, I'm oh. I reckon they're in all right tier. Yeah, let's agree on that. Okay, just yeah. stick them where you want. I won't mind. Let's go above. I might even... I'm going to go there. Oh, you oh, saucy man. I'm a saucy man. Why not, eh? Put Why them in not? there. Put them in there. Do Next it. up, we have the APA. And during my research for this tier list malarkey, I had no idea that their first name was the Hell's Henchman. Really? The Hell's Henchman. Wow. It's a wonder that never caught on. They were, mm. of course, <coughs> managed by the Jack Hay Fever season here. It's is kicking my ass. Uh, Hell's Henchman. Huh? Watch this. What are you doing? It's being stretchy. I've got it. He's got, got it. I've got my water. That's all. Shall we drink a water together? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, no, COVID. No, I just don't want to touch you. Cool. That's the content everyone watches. Um, but yeah, Hell's Henchman was the APA's first name. Of course, the second name would be the Acolytes and then the Acolytes Protection Agency. Yes. And that's where they really hit the heights. Because mm-hmm. I thought, just, just going off my memory banks, I thought they did nothing but be in the Ministry of Darkness as the Acolytes. Yeah. But that's just wrong. That's wrong on all kinds of levels. Whoa. All kinds of levels. All kinds of levels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, I think everyone in unison just remind, remembers them as... 
the, the beer drinking, card playing, yeah. fake door entering, so good. Uh, just big beefy lads who beat people up, including yeah. for real sometimes like the public enemy. Yeah. And the Dudley boys, those two yeah. teams, of course, one threw a hissy fit afterwards, the other one took it like real men and earned the respect of the wrestlers. Woo! That's how things work That's there. That's how things work. Big dick swinging energy from the APA <laughs> there. But how, how do you like the APA? I loved them. Even back in the day. Maybe back in the day I didn't appreciate them as much as I do now. But even then I was like, oh my God, are they... Are they actually going to kill someone? I mean, Bradshaw's clothesline is... My favourite finisher of all time, Andrew. Genuinely so good. Genuinely so good. And they were comedic, but they still had the brutality and the chops when they got in the ring. And I think that really made them stand apart from other tag teams at that time as well. And again, they were around in arguably the greatest era ever for oh. tag teams in the Attitude Era at the start yeah. of the millennia. Woo! That Attitude Era. That Attitude Era at the start of the millennium. The 2000s bit and the bits before and after. <laughs> and of course, they weren't, I was going to say, like they were like the bar in the terms that they were never the focus yeah. of the division, but sometimes when they were needed, they were always there, mm-hmm. always entertaining, always good, and always there just to play their role in whatever story yeah. was being played. Well, I guess being overshadowed by the likes of Edge and Christian yeah. and the Hardys and the Doodleys and Billy and Chuck. Yes, but I mean, you, can't, you just can't go wrong with them, can you? Like, and, and, and you can tell. Some people in tag teams, you can tell they just don't really gel well. But from what we've seen over the years and stuff, obviously Bradshaw and Ron Simmons are very good friends oh, as they're well. They're either brothers or lovers. Yeah, I can't quite make them. I can't either. But, <laughs> um, but th- that, that goes to show. That goes to I think prove whether a tag team is going to be amazing or not is when they, they genuinely have a, a bond together because they just like know what the other one's going to do straight away. And uh, and that really works to their favour, I think. So So I'm going to say, with three tag team title reigns under or in and around their belt area, mm. they go in lovely, lovely, I lovely. I agree. I agree. Uh, do you reckon above the bar? Or below no, the bar? Below the bar. Below the bar. Because they are the bar. They are the bar. <laughs> They are what the bar. bar. Uh, what bar? <laughs> what bar are the APA? Are they just a Mars bar? They are. Ooh. What chocolate no. bars have black wrappers with like white bits? Like a. And a bit of red. It's like a double decker. That's a pur- that's purple and orange, that's isn't purple. it? Oh, I got that wrong. It's a Mars bar. It's a Mars that's bar. As, as close as we can get. Answers on a postcard, please. What bar are the APA in terms of the, the colours on the T-shirts? Mm. Black, red, and white. Um, next up, number 23 in Doree's list, is the Black Jacks, who were around in the 70s mm. and the 80s. Of course, they comprised of Black Jack Mulligan, who was recruited, recruited, <laughs> recruited to play college football by the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. Oh. Any idea who that is? A man. No idea I either. Uh, he was six foot nine and... 340 pounds and he's Bray Wyatt's granddad wow. uh, and then we have Black Jack Lanza who of course well to me at least is a wrestling fan who's grew up with the podcast and whatnot. Mm. he was a long time agent backstage oh, right. um, in, the, in the Attitude Era in, okay. in the 90s and stuff like that so that's where I know him mm. most from but these JBL I would always remember on commentary going on about the Black Jacks a lot not just because he stole their gimmick and their look when he first arrived in WWE well, well he was part of the just, Black Jacks, just after he? he first arrived in, he was just after Justin Hawk Bradshaw mm. that period of time when he had the, the really big bushy handle Bar. That's because he was in the new Blackjacks with uh, Wyndham, he wasn't was, he? Uh, yeah. yeah. And that just shows you how good this tag team was, because when mm. WWE try and do the new of something, you know, first of all, the new version is going to be terrible, yeah. but the old version were actually very, very good. Yeah. They won their one WWF tag team championship. Oh. Of course, this was in the 70s. Mm. And the well, this isn't in the 70s. Thing. This is in August mm. 1975 from the team of Dominic DiNucci oh. and Pat Barrett. Oh. 
Pat Barrett. Yes. Pat Barrett. Pat Barrett. Pat Barrett. Why are we doing... It sounds like it should be a character in Father Ted. Father <laughs> Pat Barrett. Father Pat Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. No relation to Wade Barrett either, I assume. Um, they also hit the heights under the management of Bobby the Brain, Bre- uh, Bobby the B- <laughs> Brian Badonde, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm not. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, Captain Lou Albano as well, um, and of course we've mentioned the new Blackjacks as well, who yeah. just proved how good they were. Yeah, a pair of big lads who would smash folk. They were. Yeah, they were like. They remind me of uh, back in day APA. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. two giant big boys, and then you've got the claw. I think it was Windham who had the claw one, where he'd just go down and grab him, and no one could get out of it. No one could get out of it. Yeah, they were just big, big beefy boys. Um, very, very imposing in the ring as well. Um, again, like in the era of sort of just black and white goodies and baddies, they were some of the best baddies, I think, uh, tag team wise. I thought, so they, they really played that role well. Um, again, especially with the claw, that, ooh, no one could escape the claw. Rootin' Tootin' Cowboys. That's the, that's the, the baddest one. cowboys Woo! in the wild, wild west. Blackjack's Roundup. That was, uh, that was a reference. I love very much. That was right, very good. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm fantastic. You are pretty good. Um, so where are we going here? Um, well, together for a few years, which is crucial to know. It is. Well. I think then, do you reckon above Nikolai and Sheik? Why not, eh? Go Why on. not? Do it. Root and toot and cowboys. There'll be people of a certain vintage who are looking at Miz and yeah. Morrison above Nikolai and Sheiky Baby. And they'll be going, what are what you doing? doing? But, you know, that's your opinion. Subjective. We've got ours. It's, it's, we're not going to hate you for your opinion. What? So don't hate us for ours. Okay. So, what? I thought we were going to hate them for their no, opinion. No, no. Oh, we'll let them off then. Eh? No, no, there's no point in, in hating them. There's not. It's, it's daft. It is daft. Unless, of course, someone tries to use your company that you start from the ground don't, up to get somewhere else. And uh, next up, we have The Shield. Sierra, Hotel, Indio, Eka, Echo, Delta, Shield. I'll wake up soon. Three tag team title reigns they had. Of course, we know about the rivalries. Uh, well, the big debut, of course, with Team Hell yep. No and Riot Back. Mm-hmm. How fantastic that was being so brought good. in as mercenaries by CM Punk. What a fantastic guy he is. Wonder what he's up to these days. Oh, you never hear from him anymore, do you? No, never. Ever. Never, ever. It's never a YouTube channel just doing news videos about him daily, it seems. No. He's been, I think we should fill that void. We should come start doing that. Uh, the Wyatt as well mm-hmm. speaks for itself. Uh, undefeated in WWE, uh, WWE for the longest time mm. when they first arrived in the company. Um, I don't know where you even go from here. It was just fantastic it from was. start to finish, wasn't it? It literally was fantastic to start to finish. Amazing matches with like evolution and stuff as well. Yeah. Like them being able to go up against the old, the old guard like that. I mean, that was so good to put them over even more, wasn't it? And and the matches were genuinely really good too. So you can't go wrong with that. And obviously that the shield has just gone on to build them into the huge stars that they are all today. Um and like you said, where can you go from that? The breakup, I think we should mention the breakup was absolutely mm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, because the great thing was about it, they've been around for I think just less than two years by that point. It was so yeah. they arrived at the end of 2012, wasn't it? And this was the summer of 2014. Mm-hmm. And Rollins has just hit them in the back with, with chairs. The, chairs. And, uh, the best thing was they didn't wait too long for the sort of the hype around the stable to go away yeah. and then break them up. They did it when they were hot. Mm. Not just in terms of the way they look, the handsome bastards. Um, so yeah, that's a great thing. Just to, it was. From start to finish, the, the different contrasting styles you had. I always saw Ambrose as the de facto leader. I don't know what yeah. it was about him. Even though Reigns was obviously the guy the yeah. company had the most stock in. Ambrose was the leader who was sort of like a bit unhinged and, you know, mm. not quite as much as he was when he was the lunatic fringe. And, ooh, yeah. I'm a bit wacky, me. Look at me funny. Yeah. Uh, Mox is much better. Uh, then they had Rollins, of course. He was the, the architect. 
yeah. <laughs> he was the thinker. <laughs> then Roman Reigns, of course, was the big muscle. Lovely yeah. contrast and styles. Lovely outfits. Lovely um, outfits. Which I had me think when they debuted that they were the, the offspring of the big boss man. But it turns oh, out that, you, could you imagine if the boss man was 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 still around like that getting together? That boss man is cool. going around the country having yeah. lots of relations with lots of ladies, <laughs> yes. like the Dudleys, but with boss men. Yes. That was terrible. Like that. What are you saying about the shield? I yeah, amazing, amazing. And I think at that period of time as well, there was quite a few, uh, not necessarily comedic tag teams as well, but you had like uh, Miz and Mizdow and stuff, and and uh, and Goldust and Stardust. And I think they were just a really good contrast to all of that. Just something really serious and really um, just intimidating in that time period. I thought that was always really cool. So. I mean, they have done so much and they've gone on to do so much too. It's top tier. It's top tier. It's top tier. It is top tier. It's the first one of the top to tier. Fantastic, fantastic. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Next up, we have something which I need. I want to do a little bit of spring cleaning here, Andrew. Okay. Because in the official WWE countdown, this is me, me feather duster. Oh, okay. I'm doing the dusting with the Oh, is that duster. what you're doing? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing? Never mind. Um... <laughs> We make things awkward you sometimes. <laughs> uh, we have D-Generation X in number 21 in Dury's official countdown mm. of the greatest tag teams ever. Oh, now I know what you're thinking. It's a stable. But also, when I hear D-Generation X and I think of tag teams, I think of New Age Outlaws. That's what I think of more so. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about when they got back together in like 2006. When they were more concerned with putting the big show's head yep. up Vince McMahon's ass and yes. having him eat that ass. Mm. And also with selling... Stupid little glow sticks. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest Andrew because spoiler alert everybody if you haven't seen the list in total uh, New Age Outlaws are number eight in the countdown mm. in Dewey's official countdown but D Generation X are 21. So I'm gonna say we amalgamate the two. I like that idea because and I've got the stats to back up here. New Age Outlaws as part of DX won six tag team titles. Sean and Triple H in that run in 2006-7 they won two. Then we have uh, X Pac and Kane. <laughs> Who also won one. Yay. That was, but they don't count. No. Let's speak about the New Age Outlaws. It's got to be, hasn't it? That's what you think about D-Generation yep. X, tag teams, it's New Age Outlaws. Just, oh, what, just one of the most, just the, one of the biggest 
teams of that era, the new age, you can just hear it in your head. Oh, you didn't know. Just good. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it got the crowd going so much too. And together in the ring, amazing. Really, really just hyped, exciting to watch all the time. Um, funny as well. Um, again, another thing is like the, the, they were comedic, but still had the chops in the ring, which yeah. is what you want, I think. And while they didn't have like your, your, your typical five star classics that mm. we see all the time here in 2021, we're honestly, we're spoilt when it comes to professional yes. wrestling action. Just between the bells, the, the two bells, the starting bell and the ending bell. We're spoiled for the action these days. While they didn't have those classic sort of five-star matches, what you would say were five-star matches, mm. they just had classic moments more so than matches, yeah. if that makes sense. I it think of putting Chainsaw Charlie and Terry Funk, or, or Chainsaw, Ta- Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Yes. And it's a Friday afternoon, I'm dying. <laughs> it's uh, put them in a dumpster and chuck them off the stage. That was mental. Like that. It's just, yeah, just moments more than matches. And I think, I think, I think lovely, lovely, lovely. I think that too. I want I you think... to just disregard that picture there. Yeah, let's disregard straight that. Straight forward. There they are. There. Get them over The boys, there. Billy. New Age Outlaws. And a raw doggle. Not a disparage what Triple H and Michaels did. top of lovely, lovely, lovely. I know. What do you reckon? In for a penny, in for a do pound, it. you know? Do um, But not, not to sort of disregard what, what Triple H and Shawn Michaels did. No. It's just, when you think of DX and you think of tag teams, you don't think of Shawn and Triple H, do you? No, and uh, I think when you look back on that, when you were a kid, because I remember going to see uh, WWE Raw live in Manchester and DX was there and as a kid you are so excited that something from the old has come back and you're like I can't believe I'm getting to see this this is so awesome and then you look back without the rose tinted glasses and it was a lot of da- I like dad jokes and stuff though it was a lot of dad jokes a lot of poop jokes and stuff like that Pope, Pope. and uh, it doesn't do anything for me now I mean they had amazing matches with like um uh, rated RKO and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, another problem was that they kind of yeah, they kind of squashed them though, and there was a lot of <laughs> good young stars in there, um, and I felt bad for them. It also brought the best out of Vince though, I think too, because the storylines were still really, really good. If not, always ending up with his face in Big Show's big bottom. Uh, so yeah, it, I don't think it quite hits New Age Outlaws level. I need to clarify what I mean by you don't think of. Those two as a tag team when you think of DX. Mm. Wrestling. Wrestling-wise as tag teams. Of course, we had the shenanigans with Sergeant Slaughter and stuff Mm. in the Attitude Era and everything they did outside the ring and the the press conference with China in the background Mm. and all this, the playing cards in the ring. It was all shenanigans outside of wrestling. Yeah. When you think of tag teams and wrestling and DX, it's New Age Outlaws and that's why. Yeah, and I think... That's why I think we're here to speak about more than just pissing about, you know? Definitely. And I think at that point as well, both... Michaels and uh, Triple H had obviously solidified themselves more as world champions and as uh, as single stars more than anything. So when they did do tag team stuff together, it did feel a bit thrown together almost. I might get I might get a poop for saying that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Do you get? Do you, do you get me? I know, I know what you mean. Do you get me? Fan? I know what you mean. I know cool. what you mean. But I think New Age Outlaws are DX's tag yeah, team, so without a doubt, we spoke about them there. But uh, yeah, I what, let's we, move on. Are we putting Fingy in there then? Are we just leaving? Triple H Shall we put Michael's them in there? Yeah, let's, oh, put well, in there. let's put them in there. Why not? Go on then. Uh, I reckon in terms of what they did as a tag team, in terms of, you know, everything in, including the wrestling. Mm. I reckon top of all right. I don't think it's what they did. It's top as a, of all right. I don't think what they did as a tag team. Yeah. I know they've won two tag team titles with, mm. with DX. But they, try and reel off the matches they had. Okay. I rated RKO. Rated RKO. Big Show, Shane and... and uh, Vince in the in cage. A, in Helena Sal, Shane, yeah. Shane and Vince there, a bit back and forth. Yes. Uh, back to the attitude here, where we go. I'm thinking... 
I can't even think, you there know. You it's a, they, yeah. don't, they don't jump out at you, so I reckon that, that weighs it down quite some. I but think again, the shenanigans were so iconic, but then again, Billy and uh, and Road Doggy Dog, they yeah. were involved with some of those shenanigans, so I, you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. So so what do you reckon then? You're saying top of all right? I'll let you put it wherever you want. Oh, you oh. might hate me for this. I was going to put them, like, below the Blackjacks. Is that a bit controversial? Do you think? You do what you want, Andrew. I'm going to do it. You've got the power, you've got the mouse. <laughs> That's true. But I think true. it's just as what they did as a tag team in WWE, I don't think it weighs up no. uh, quite as much against what the other tag teams in that I table agree. have done so far. I agree. Next up, we have another oh. stable. We have Undisputed Era. Oh. Do you like them, do you? All of them. Do you like them, do you? Give them one of them. When I say to you, NXT, yep. a, <laughs> NXT, Undisputed Era, tag team champions... The tag team of Undisputed Era. Yep. Who are the tag team of Undisputed Era? Bob, Bobbit Fish and, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly. Interesting. Because mm. I did a little bit of digging. And I think, I think, I think, I don't know how reliable my sources were, but um, Roddy Strong actually had more matches as a tag team with Kyle. Really? Than Bobby did. Did Bobby have an injury at some Massive point, injuries, though? Massive yes. injuries, and, yeah. and, and Roddy kind of had to... I know, obviously, they used the Freebird rule, I think, but I think Roddy did step in for quite a few of them. And, oh, Ross, just each one of the members of the Undisputed Era brings something different. Mm. You, like, Adam Cole's just all the pomp, just all the sort of, like, the the, the swag and everything. Sneaky as well. The snake, the, the, the what? The, yes, the sneaky stuff. Uh, you got Kyle O'Reilly, amazing at strikes, submissions. Bobby Fish, also incredible at like submissions and stuff like that, more like classic wrestling. And then just Roddy Strong, the Messiah of the Backbreaker, just a brutal, brutal boy. And uh, they all just bring something amazing to the table. I yeah. love them so much. You think about their exploits in? Cover your microphone. Cover your microphone. So you need to do that properly every time, don't you? Uh, the stuff with Sanity, the stuff with the AOP, even though they were as green. As the green screen there, which has been edited Whoa. now, so it's not even green. It makes sense to me and Andrew sat here yeah. now, but not to you. It's green. Um, it's, it's very green, that. Um, as green as as green as grass. I was going to try and do something different there, but it's failed miserably, isn't it? As green AOP as... AOP, as green as grass. As green as the Martians from Toy Story. As green as the Martians from Toy Story, just the skin part, not the outfit part. Yep. Um, British Strong Style as well, of course. Uh, British Strong Style got... Oh, sorry, it was Mustache Mountain, of course, wasn't it? Or British Strong Style as a whole, who got the big NXT Tag Team victory over here in the UK. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. Because it was amazing. They, and because they were so good, they'd be an undisputed era. Pronouns, pal. Ooh. They got a big pop and it meant a lot. They did, yeah. yeah. I, I, they've had so many good matches, obviously, with... Uh, with, with um, well, Imperium as well. Imperium. And, uh, so good. Uh, obviously, when the bros away, it's were going and, and they won the tag team titles off, off Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly. Like, oh, that was such an amazing match as well. Mm. They gel well with everybody that they're in the ring with. They adapt really well to everybody. And ironically, all everyone else is well gel of them. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes. Word play. Word play. Word Woo. life. It's basic twiddle moments. Um, I'm going to go over lovely, lovely, lovely. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go top of lovely, lovely, lovely. I would have said the best, Ross. How long were they together for? Three... Where? Until... Was it end of this... Like, towards the start of this year? So I like was four, this three, might be, four years? This might be controversial. Do we have to put the caveat in that it's NXT? Don't do this And therefore me. a different Don't set of... Don't do this And me. therefore a different set of... No, I'm just saying, therefore a different set of eyes okay. was booking... That show, compared oh. to what the rest of the tag teams are being booked by. That's I know the Blackjacks are more so done by uh, Vince Sr. than Vince Jr. Okay. But I'll go... D- you I'll know what I mean, though? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll go top of lovely, lovely. Put them in the best. Put them that? in the best. Are you sure? Yes. yes. The summer. It's the sound of the summer. Go on. Uh, next up, we have the Soul Patrol, which of course was Rocky Johnson, uh, who has a son. Mm. Uh, not too many people no. have heard what this son's gone on to achieve in his life. Well, uh, I hope his son is okay and alive. Uh, <laughs> and we have Tony Atlas in there as well. Uh, after just two months together, they beat the Wild Samoans, mm. uh, one of which also has a son, and no one knows what he went on to do. Mm, not, uh, not a clue if any tribal chiefs or something mm. to do with that. I don't know, not quite. Uh, they were together for two months before defeating the Wild Samoans, who mm. were the big bad boys mm. of the time to win the tag team titles, becoming the first ever African American tag team champions in the WWWF or the WWF Atlas was just a powerful man yes. Rocky Johnson had everything his son had and maybe just a little bit less in the in the promo department I guess yeah. if you're going to split hairs yeah. but you can see why The Rock is so oh. energetic and charismatic mm-hmm. and just fantastic and everything because his dad was very much the same yeah just his punches yeah. obviously I think Rocky is very oh, like looking yeah. and doing, looking spitting and slap that's obviously I think very much influenced by his dad there too uh, a very good uh, combination of people like you were saying Atlas just a powerhouse but could still fly around the ring as well doing all the cross bodies and stuff and Johnson just being such a showman all the time and I think you're right in terms of the promos might not have been quite as, as where they are with his with his son um, not quite as good as The Rock not quite so. as good as The Rock uh, but still, like the just the the accomplishments, you know, the first African American tag team champions, which is insane to think about. That's so that's so cool, um, and yeah, just they were exciting to watch in an era where, personally, obviously, me being um, and yourself as well, obviously being a bit younger than those than those eras, uh, we the, and born, exciting. We weren't born. That's very true. But they were very exciting to. You go back and watch their matches now. Very exciting to watch, still. So I think that I think that really puts them puts them up there. But the longevity. Oh, it wasn't too it long, was not it? There, because just after the next few months after winning the titles, they defended them against the Wild Simones in, in, in events around the country, mm. and then. And then ah. the North South connection of uh, Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch defeat them for the titles mm. as Adonis pinned the Johnson. Oh, and then they just split up, and that was it. That was that was the one. That was that, which is sad because them two together were genuinely very very good. They were, but you know, it wasn't all that. Uh, the, the big run we're talking about here wasn't too mm. long. But the fact we're still here speaking about that today, and yeah, WWE reference it from time to time with the Hall of Fame coming yeah. on and stuff like that. I think Rocky Johnson went in just a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Just before he passed away. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace, Rocky Johnson, Rest in by the peace. Um, yeah, so it depends where we put longevity in the in the pantheon of what counts in this tier. Do we, like, do we also factor into the account that they were the first ever African-American tag team champions as well? Because that's obviously like a big, a, a, a big deal. Yeah. So I think they've got to be in lovely. Go on, stick them in lovely. Go on, stick them in lovely. Whereabouts are we going for? Above the APA. Yeah, I reckon Above so. Above the bar. Above, put them at the top on there. Are we going, the, yeah? I don't know. Put them where you want. Up on there. They're all fantastic up teams, there. aren't they? Next up, we're going back to the olden days in WWE's list in number 18. We have Mr. Fuji and Professor Toru Tanaka, Ooh. three-time champions way back when in the 70s in the WWWF, the World Wide Wrestling Federation. That's it. Uh, Tanaka was massively strong, while Fuji was not quite as strong. No. But he was very cunning. He was a little Which, of course, he, he, he took over. Oh, I dare you to call him that. Who's face? I don't. Which, of course, he took over to his managerial career, Mr. Fuji. Mm. Arguably, and I'm just saying that because, of course, myself, I'm nearly 29. You're mm-hmm. ne- well, uh, tw- nearly 28. You're nearly 28. Uh, so, in terms of us, I know Mr. Fuji more so as a wrestling manager yes. with a little hat on. Mm-hmm. What are they called, those hats? Bowler hats? The bowler hat, yeah. The bowler hat. 
Yokozuna, the salt, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so I know him more of that, more from that than his wrestling itself. Is the gods of yep. thunder and rock and roll Whoa. echo above our heads? <laughs> Did I get picked up on the microphone? I've got Maybe. no idea. Uh, these buildings are built terribly. I hope Addison see this and sort it out by knocking them down and starting again. Big fans of <laughs> cultaholic Addison. <laughs> Uh, go back and watch the matches though I watched a couple last night and they're all about quick tags yes which they wasn't are. as common then I no. don't think, especially in the 70s mm-hmm. as it maybe is these days and you know the commentators always like to make a big hoo-ha yeah. quick tags quick tags spitting off the ring and quick tags some more and spit off the ring and uh, all that stuff and they did that very well mm. indeed they were, they were, they were good like um they're not a tag team I'm very familiar with, to be fair, Ross. I wasn't I wasn't too familiar with this. And as you were saying, Mr. Fuji very much knowing more for his uh, for his managerial roles and stuff. Yeah. But watching him, the, the dynamic was good. In the uh, Tanaka was the bit the bigger boy, and he was very much the scary one out of them all. And then Fuji would come out, maybe do like a body slam on someone to the outside and stuff, just to like take him out of the equation. So it was very good in terms of. Um, like the what would you what would you call that? I get, I get would that be the synergy again? The synergy, the yeah. tag team etiquette, ed, the tag team etiquette. intelligence, yes, the tag team acumen, the tag team poise and posture. And I like it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but again, like maybe what watching it maybe because it it wasn't of my era. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought they were okay. And like compared to some of the other teams on this, I don't think they stand out as well as uh, as some of these other teams on the list. There might be a 60-year-old fella watching this video right now going, how dare you know. say that about them? <laughs> but I reckon, because obviously WWE is very revisionist with their history and mm. they tell the history they want to tell. Yes. And in terms of the history they want to tell, they never really tell us about the number 18 place in their greatest tag team list of all time. Yeah. So whether that means anything, I've got no idea. But I reckon, mm. should we just go play it safe and put it in all right? Yeah, I think put it in all right. I, I think like bottom of all right, I reckon. Yeah, they're not going to be any lower than that. It, they're, it, they're in the greatest tag team list of all time. It just baffles me that the brain busters aren't in this list at all. I know. Not even in the not even in the top fifty. Mm. Mental. 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 Next up, we have the Steiner brothers, who of course were from mm. Michigan, and who I didn't realize were in WWE for such a short time, around about November 1992 mm. until the middle of 1994. In that time, they won two tag team titles. Did Rick, and they called him Ross there, Rick Ross and Scott Steiner. There's a tag team everyone loves, Rick Ross and Scott Steiner. The University of Michigan. Woo! Yay. Go on the Michigan University. Um, (laughs) And of course, everybody knows the Steiners were the hardest of all the hard bastards. If you were going to have a shoot fight with everybody involved in WWF Mm. way back in the early 90s, you would have Rick and Scott coming out on top every single time because they were the perfect blend of amateur prowess and pro wrestling hard men. They were just big boys and mm. they could fly as well. I think they were insanely innovative for their for, for the time as well. Yeah. Obviously Steiner just breaking out the Frankensteiners and stuff and flying about everywhere. That was really exciting to see. And for someone who's not I'm not a giant fan of of the big beefy boys all the time, but they're the big beefy boys that can do the things that you wouldn't expect them to do. Yeah. And I always I always really held them in high regard for that. Yeah, that move that Steiner would do with the he sort of got him with a suitplex and then yeah, oh, I forget what it's Steiner screwdriver I think yes. it was called. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was a, oh, was a meaty move, a very meaty move. Indeed. <laughs> but you think this is the thing that, that confused me so much because they were just involved in everything big around that time. And I know mm. the new generation roster. 
by and large, wasn't as strong as other eras in WWE. But the fact they were always involved at the, the, the big Survivor Series yeah. match with Undertaker and the, yeah. the coat and whatnot, with the, the flag on, uh, the WrestleManias they're involved with, that, that just gave me the impression they were around for a lot longer than they actually were. But I guess that's a testament yeah. as to how good they were, the fact Work they were there for such a short time and entrusted with a lot of good good big moments yeah. and things yeah I agree just <laughs> yes yes, that, yes I can't yes. yes yes they were they, honestly they were just phenomenal and I think I, th- I feel like they've influenced a lot of a lot of tag teams going forward as well I think a lot of people sort of look back on them fondly and, and you know you, how can you not they were very innovative for the time yeah I reckon lovely, lovely, lovely. I think so too. I think top of lovely, top lovely, of lovely, 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 lovely. Go on then. Go on, dude. I love the Steiners, me. Scott Steiner especially. Grab it. I can't um, grab it, Ross. Ross, I can't grab it. Ross, I can't... Ross, I can't grab it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. What's happened? Oh, oh no! my God. Quickly end the OBS recording. Damn it. Sorry about that, everybody. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Woo! Stick them wherever we were going to put them. I forgot we were going to we put said. them at the top of lovely, lovely, lovely. Rock and Sock Connection, who I cannot believe how little they were actually together in terms of yep. time. But they are three-time tag team champions. Mm. How many televised matches do you think the Rock and Sock Connection had? Five. I was hoping you were going to say a lot more. 18, but I thought oh, wow. it was a hell of a lot more as well. Wow. And that's including matches like their debut as a tandem alongside Kenneth Shamrocketh. Oh! Against the tag team of The Undertaker yes. and Kenneth in a Ooh. handicap affair. Um, again, it's another team who was more about the shenanigans than yep. the actual mm-hmm. wrestling itself. Mm-hmm. Of course, the moments where they won the titles, unexpected, fantastic. Amazing. Two moment. very popular wrestlers together, yep. and it just, that just works sometimes. It does. And that pop when they did the. Uh, the People's elbow together was so so cool, and just a po- I think everybody just loved the Rock and Mankind at that point, and and I mean it was a it was a really good pairing, a really weird pairing as well. Uh, obviously, it does kind of feel like one of those teams that was thrown together just because, but then at the same time, it works. It really a, did work. They had a story. They did. When the Rock, when the Rock was in the corporation, of course, he feuded with Mick Foley. We've seen all mm. about that on the old uh, da- oh, I'll say Dark Side of the Ring. They're the old Beyond the Mat. Yes, uh, with uh, Noel Foley and Ooh. nipples and all that stuff. That's her first word, her favourite word. Wow. Nipples. Uh, it's one of the best parts of the documentary. I, I thought you were going to say one of the best words then. Nipples. Nipples. Tomfoolery is my favourite word. That's a good one. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. That's nice. Mine's juxtaposition. I like that juxtaposition. word. Juxtaposition. It's just, <laughs> just a nice word. Um, yeah, so Rock was part of the corporation. He feuded mm. with Mankind. Rock's then out of the corporation. He's booked in a tag team match or a handicap match at the time, I think it would have been, against the Unholy Alliance. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. That, that theme they had, which I thought was quite pleasing on the I thought it was pretty and good. The Undertaker and the Big Show. And then Ma- Mankind was like, hey, up there, Rock, I'll help you, pal. Don't worry yep. about it. And eventually the Rock said, yes, let's do it. And they won the bloody tag team titles that night. That's how the Rock and Sock connection they came to be a thing. Eventually, though, the Rock said he was sick of Mick. Mm-hmm. He was sick of Mick stealing his catchphrases, getting involved in matches, doing the Rock's moves, and all that stuff. Mick, but Mick begged him to tag team together once more. Yes, but Mick, uh, sorry, Mick didn't tell Rock what the one more match was going to be. Mm. It turns out that was a tag team title match against the New Age Outlaws. Woo! And what would happen again? They did it, Ross. They did it, whether The Rock wanted to or not. They were tag team champions again. Eventually, I think they would lose it to the Hollies down the line. Which is yes, a, they did. A, yeah. a weird sentence to say, but that was the attitude you were back in the day. Yeah. Iconic, obviously, a lot of people mistakenly say it was the, the most viewed segment in yeah. Raw history. Um, it was up there for a bit, but mm-hmm. it got beaten by someone else. I forget it was Undertaker and 
Who was it? Undertaker or something? Everyone no. knows at home. I've forgotten. I'm tired. It's Friday afternoon. Uh, I like Rockin' Sock Connections. Lovely. Yes, I think they're lovely as well. Just like, just... Even though there's no real longevity. Yeah, there. there's no real longevity. And compared to some of the other tag teams on this list that kind of... Well, I'm talking myself out of it now. Because I was going to say, like, you know, you've got the Guerreros and people like that. And Rock and Sock... But the Rock and Sock Connection was just a good dynamic. And it... it Unlike tag teams nowadays in WWE, it actually forwarded a storyline, which was really cool. Um, so, you know what? Yeah, I think lovely, 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 actually. And they just they were great, weren't they? They were. You're back, I, know, I say again, WWE's revisionist history and whatnot, but they, the history they do tell, the Rock and Soul Connection is one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah. So let's pay homage. Homage. Next up, number 15 in WWE's countdown, we have the Wild Simones, who mm. were three-time WWF World Tag Team Champions. We have Afa. And we have Sika. Sika being the father of five kids, including Rosie, Ooh. who was the superhero yeah. in training. Rest in peace, of course, to Rosie. And one tribal chief himself, Mr. Roman Reigns. Oh, these guys were awesome, weren't they? So I reckon that Sika's genetic jackhammer Sorry? should be put in the top tier. His spear. His, his spear, <laughs> so to speak. Yes, that should be put in the top tier because what, I think so. what, what powerful sperm he has. Uh, of course, they were managed by Captain Lou Albano in the WWE in the early 80s. And, um, they had big title matches against Tito Santana and Ivan Putski mm-hmm. in their MSG debut, uh, no less. They were going to then challenge for Bob Backlund's WWE title as single stars because they lost that MSG debut. Yep. How, do you, how do you come back from that? Attack? How do you, how do you how come, do you back, come back, back from that? They won their first titles against Santana and Putski. They held for one month before losing those titles to Gurria and the model Rick Martel, who then feuded with them, the Simones and Mick, uh, Ma- Mick Martel. Mick Martel. Ma- Rick, Rick Ma- Martel. Mayan Manonne. Mayan Manonne. Mayan Manonne. Rick Martel and Tony Guerrero for, for uh, just about a year. Mm. So. Oh, I, they were so good back in the day because they looked so different to everybody else as well. And they were unpredictable, mm. which I liked about them a lot because obviously back then, well, I've said it a million times already in this video, but black and white, you just didn't, you, it was good and bad. Uh, yeah, sorry, good and bad. They are opposites. That's the one I'm thinking about. But they were just unpredictable and, and you didn't really know what was coming next. They had sort of like a, a, a ferocity about them as well, which was a little bit different compared to everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, they've, again, they've paved the way for so many, like the Usos and stuff too. Just a phenomenal Manu. tag team. Manu. Manu, Magazine. Yes. He was literally dressed like they used to be back oh in the my, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. So, yeah. Aye. Oh. Uh, they returned to WWE for a second stint uh, a little while after their first one, and they won the tag team titles again, this time from Chief J and Jules Strongbow. They were going to feud with, I think it said Snow Patrol there. <laughs> Mid 90s uh, indie band Snow Patrol. Soul Patrol, of course, is what I was supposed to say there. Yes. I should do these videos on days where I don't have Snow a Patrol. three hour podcast with Matthew and Jack the Jobber available wherever you get your podcasts from. But of course. The Wild Simones, often talked about in WWE even today, yep. and obviously iconic in their own right. So Very much so. I reckon they were above the Black Jacks and the Peckin' Order in terms of I think so too. what they did in WWE, especially. Yeah. Do you not think they're going lovely? Do you, do you reckon? Yeah, the Wild Simones. I love the Wild Simones. Yeah, me too. Whereabouts in lovely, do you reckon? Above the APA. I think above the APA. But do you reckon the above the Rock and Yeah, let's put that more longevity together, didn't they? The bar. They did. Just put them wherever you want. Andrew. I'm going to put them there. Lovely. Next up, number 14, WWE's countdown is the Rockers, Woo! 
who of course is comprised of Shawn Michaels mm -hmm. and Marty Janetti, who is not Scottish despite the accent I've just put on there. No tag team titles to the name, but of course mm. everyone knows the controversy around that thing, the Rockers and the WWF World Tag Team Championships. They bloody won them. They did. From the Hart Foundation on a taped show where the top ring rope broke. Mm. Because of that, and because how it sort of, uh, it, I don't want to say it ruined the match, but it sort of, you know, made the match harder. Yes. they couldn't do stuff with the top rope. Like, yeah. Lie back in the corner. But he does that take, a lot. And take a chop, yeah. for example. Don't bring that up. Do you want to lie back and take I'm a chop? Okay. I mean, oh, is, is that sore if I do that? No, it's not. Oh, it's dear. the shoulder that's sore. <laughs> but the chest is fine. Bloody hell. Uh, but of course, because it ruined the match, and it, well, it didn't ruin the match, but it sort of hampered the match. Yeah. And Vince McMahon saw that sort of hampered match. He decided not to put it on. The VHS that was going out, so nobody ever saw it on the TV. Sorry, I should say, didn't put it on TV. That's got to be and devastating. Of course, they had one defense. Who was the defense against Power and Glory? Yeah, but that match wasn't aired on TV either because, of course, they were never the tag team champions. That's so swept under the carpet. Oh, but but they, they and, and that's such a shit. They were like. So uh, in my notes and stuff, they might have not been like booked the best. Uh, they might like, and they they were young. legitimately, yeah. Not only they were, were they very young, young, they were also smaller than everyone else around in the age. They were, but like their influence is unparalleled yeah. in tag team wrestling today. Like you get people talking about them, like the Hardys always uh, say they're an influence, and uh, Miz and Morrison as well. And you can, I think you can see the influence obviously in uh, the young books and in the retire and stuff too. Like even though they didn't have that official title run um, or win, they'd still, no matter what, influenced tag team wrestling to no end, I think. Yeah, they had big matches and feuds with the likes of the Half Foundation, the Twin Towers, uh, Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, Brain Busters, Powers of Pain, all the big hitters yeah. of the day in the late 80s and early 90s. It's got to be... I think... Kane. It's got to be... Kane. How much are we going to say that uh, no tag team... Title reign in a predetermined thing matters here. I think because their influence is so big, a title reign for them doesn't necessarily matter. Are we going top? Are we? For the I was going to say we the got best. the breakup as well. And that one was of the great so angles good. in the history of pro wrestling, where Marty Jannetty, of course, tried to escape and imagine out it. the window. If they were, he just, just tried to get <laughs> straight out. There. I think the, I personally think the best. Go on then, why not? They're certainly ahead of the time. Someone's going to be. Screaming at me. Someone's going to get their wig split. Next up, number 13 in WWE's countdown is the Mega Powers. Who are they? It's only Terence Belair and Randy Poffo. Woo! The big boys. One's a big boy. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, I bet Macho Man's massive as well. Macho Man, yeah. In oh comparison, my God. I, I just, Hogan's six foot seven, isn't he? Yes. You forget about that sometimes, don't you? Bonesaw's ready. Bonesaw is ready. Do you remember? To, to kick Spider-Man on a cage. Although Spider-Man kicks him on a cage. Did he? He beats him, doesn't he? I know that, but yeah. like... Doesn't he actually kick him against the cage? Oh, he does, and then he like, and then he's like, Whoa. "I'm Spider-Man." That was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no tag team titles, of course, for the Mega Powers, but it doesn't matter about that. Mm -hmm. They're both singles, world title holders. Of course, we go all the way back to before the Mega Powers were a thing. Randy Macho, Randy Macho, macho. Man, so the Macho Macho Man himself is the Intercontinental Champion. He's fighting against Hogan, who was the good guy. Macho Man is the bad guy. Eventually, uh, Savage is looking to take back the IC title from Honky Tonk Man. Elizabeth is watching Honky Tonk Man beat down Macho Man, Randy mm. Savage. Macho Man, he cannot recover. <laughs> Elizabeth's like, what do I do? What do I do? I cannot let me husband die. <laughs> so she goes backstage. She gets Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan scares the Honky Tonk Man away, and thus the mega powers are alive. I am a real American. Are you? Nope. Interesting. <laughs> what do you say about the mega powers? Uh, I think these were another one that... that 
was good because of what we got from it. Do you know what I mean? Like the storyline of them breaking up and fighting over Miss Elizabeth. We got Elizabeth WrestleMania out there. We really did. And, it and was, SummerSlam. Yeah, it's so, so good. Together, they obviously, two of the biggest stars of that period getting together, that is going to just pop the pop the crowd and stuff. I think they really worked well together. Mm. Um, and and I then, don't care what you say, Andrew. Sorry to cut you off. Go on. But Hulk Hogan fancied Elizabeth, okay? He did. He, fa- he fancied her. I'm team macho man all the way. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I am as well, yeah. yeah. Hogan fancied her and he overstepped the mark. Putting a lady on his shoulder. Just disgusting behaviour. Disgraceful. 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 I'm glad we agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing. <laughs> what else are you saying? Um, I'm just saying that, yeah, it, it led to one of the best um, feuds, I think, in, in in wrestling, in just wrestling history in general. Uh, and because of that, again, maybe it's, oh, what do you reckon? I just think it was, it was literally the focal point of, Wrestling in the 80s. It was, like, yeah. Because obviously Vince McMahon had taken things global, everything else was a bit mm. more localised at that point of time. So, it, oh, it's, you've got to go high. I think you've got to go high. I while, while the title reigns aren't there, the influence on wrestling and the fact that they may have invented a WrestleMania and yes. we got a, a main event of SummerSlam that wasn't even a wrestling match yep. at the wedding that eventually came about after Randy saw the error of his ways and went back <laughs> and of course, we had the stuff with the Mega Bucks as well, who of course are no relation to the Young Bucks. Yes, uh, the Twin Towers as well, of course, involved mm-hmm. in that, which is Boss Man and Akeem. Just in case you didn't know, big boys, the African Dream. Yeah, uh, so it's got to be top. It's it? got to be top. Let's, let's, I not, think. let's not mess around. Go on, it's got to be top. Boom. Let's boom them. Boom. Boomed. One tag team I didn't really expect to be in this list, but is in this list is the Valiant Brothers and the number mm. twelve. In WWE's countdown, they, of course, were one-time tag team champions. A 370-day reign starting oh. in May of 1974. That wouldn't be beaten in terms of distance of the reign. One reign One until reign. Demolition's reign Toronto. in 1988. They defeated Tony Gurria and Dean Ho. There he is, big There's Dean Ho, <laughs> to win the WWF, uh, WWF, WWF, uh, tag team titles. <laughs> the team comprised of Luscious Johnny and Handsome Jimmy. They were flamboyant. They were... Well, just, they were just you know peroxide hair. Valiant, weren't they? they? Were, that's why they were called the Valiant Brothers. Valium. The Valium. They Brothers. maybe took because it was the eighties. I mean, probably. <laughs> you know what Undertaker's saying out there? Stabbing each other and taking drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. What? That's what real men do. That's what we should do now instead of sitting here talking yeah. about wrestling. We should go outside and just take just some Valium. Stab each other. Stab each other with a pair of scissors. <laughs> so you go. That'll prove our manhood. <laughs> but. Yeah, different, different for the time. Again, um, watching watching a, a video online and Jim Ross and Gerald Briscoe just saying nothing but good things about them, just praising them so much. Uh, again, a tag team I don't personally know too much about, um, but it's just something completely different. They were saying in the video, um, Briscoe and, and JR, saying that their tag team matches with Dean Ho and Tony uh, Gurria were some of the best of that era like instant classics apparently as well so um, again I don't know too much about them but I think for that time very good very good stood out which I think is a main thing because when we think back to that sort of period stuff kind of blends together a little bit and uh, when a team actually puts themselves out there and does something different to change it up and really make you think oh this is this is different this is cool and I think that's I think that's quite important I don't know where I put them. I've got no idea. I don't either. That's the thing because I just don't know them <laughs> too well. But obviously, Again, it's, it's a team you never really hear spoken about today. Yeah, we are going down the list of the great tag teams of all time, yeah. even though it's on their own bloody list. Mm. Uh, so I, 
Do, do, do we, I mean, I'm feeling... Are we feeling all right just to play it safe? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I reckon, I'd like, maybe above Mr. Fuji? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Boom, go on. Why then. not? Here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher. The demolition, walking disaster. Woo! Randy and Keith are our middle names. Mine's John. Mine's William. What's yours? That's cool. Yeah. Like Mine's that. after me granddad. Oh, nice. That's Who's cool. Yours? Yours after Mine's after my dad's best mate. Your dad's best mate? Yeah. Because they're, like, they're like bros, bro. Proper bros? Yeah, just like... It, that's when my dad got his like first proper farming job was... Wow. With his best mate, John, yeah. Wow. Wow, cool. Incredible. Amazing. Not named after John Deere tractors, no? Oh, probably that as well. Because my <laughs> uncle is... In, he, he's got a tractor collection. He goes on like tractor... Uh, like festival things and like rides his tractor down the road. He's a, he's an happy man. He's, he's a an happy, happy man. man. But here's we got demolition. The uh, the wrestling tag team off of the eighties. Uh, Three time tag team champions in WWE. I think they still have the record for the most combined days mm. as tag team champions, but not the single longest reign of a tag team title. Because of course that was taken by the New Day. <laughs> in the middle of the last decade, in the midst of a concussion lawsuit, where mm. demolition were involved and maybe. Not taking anything away from you, Dave, of course. We will be speaking about those 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 little chaps. Those, those, those little rat chaps. Scallions. Those, yeah, the little scamps. Um, <laughs> we'll be speaking about them later on. Um, but it'd be interesting to see where they would be in the pantheon of greats of all time if that yeah. concussion thing wasn't going on. Because those were the, the news reports and whatnot. I was just mm. getting started in my Yo Chobe and, and Yo content creator. Uh, but then that was all in the news headlines. Mm. And that was sort of hampering demolition sort of perception with Vince McMahon and how they were yeah. Trade to the watching WWE universe, but Ooh. say what you want about them being knockoff road, war- road warriors, which mm. apparently was the sort of the genesis of the idea. Watching yeah. the road warriors and the road warrior pop, and how much success they were having in the NWA and WCW and stuff yep. like that around the world in New Japan. And Vince wanted a slice of that. Pardon me, I can say it while talking. <laughs> that was there. pretty good. Uh, thank you. Um, style it out, Ross. Style it out. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Uh, but they were iconic in their own way. They were. I think they made it different to the Legion of Doom as well. They're very intimidating. The look More sex awesome. dungeon. Yeah, very like the little the little belt things and the little nipple. I went to stuff. I went to the uh, Amsterdam sex dungeon on my own. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, and uh, literally, there's like as you walk in the front door, there's like statues with like sexy of axe and smash, sexy sex gear on, and two of them look like axe and smash. <laughs> Incredible. Got chain link on and everything. That's, that's, you know, but yeah, they were they were obviously WWE's answer to Legion of Doom at that time. Um but they they were they were genuinely more than that though as well. They really held their own in there. Uh they had cool finishing moves and stuff, you know, where they'd like put them over the knee, not spank them. No, they wouldn't spank her, Ross. I knew you were gonna say that. And they'd do like the elbow and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, just um again in a period where things might have been a little bit more lighthearted for WWE, they were a, a nice breath of fresh air, something a little bit more edgy that I guess would see them sort of t- take into the attitude era kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, where do you want to go? Then? Um, I think we put them maybe it's got to be top two tiers. Of yeah, I was, iconic. Iconic. I was thinking. I was thinking. What about like at the? Do you reckon better than APA? Yeah. Or, yeah. Do you reckon better than Rock and Sock? Yeah. Yeah. Better it's than demol- The Bar. It's demolition. It man. is demolition. They're not suing us for a concussion lawsuit. Better than The Bar. We can still like them. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Better than Afro and Seeker? Now we're getting in dangerous right. territory. We'll, we'll plop them there then, eh? There's, they're like, this is hard to put it. They're all just it so is. good in their own way, aren't they? But yes. Uh, such is the life of a tearless maker. Very true. 
tough decisions have to be made. Next up in the number 10 position, we have the British Bulldogs, mm. uh, one-time WWF Tag Team Champions, which they won from the Dream Team, as people Woo. from Sunderland would say. Other people would say the Dream Team. How would you say it? Uh, dream Team. Dream Team from uh, Yorkshire there. Dream Team. Greg Valentine and Brutus the Barber, well, before he was the Barber, Beefcake at WrestleMania 2. Feuded with the Dream Team some more. Also the Foreign Legion that we spoke about earlier. Lose the titles they did to the Hart Foundation. Uh, the contrast in styles is what made them so good. Yes. We've seen everybody, including us two now, saying Dynamite Kid was ahead of his time. You say yep. it, I'll just see if you He genuinely was ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. The world of sports style hybrid with uh, the sort of North American style and the, obviously the, the Stampede style from, mm. from the Canadian as well. All of the styles in there, apart from AJ, crucially, because he was just a young boy. Yes, he was a sort of wee styles. <laughs> You say some words while I cringe what I've just said. Uh, No, like, um, just, yeah, Dynamite Kid, fantastic. Just a fantastic wrestler. And um, do you know what? Like, it's a shame what happened in his life after. It really is. How the business just sort of chewed him up and spat him out. Yeah. What happened after that? Very, very. All that stuff with his wife at home. Yeah. Horrible episode of Dark Side of the Ring, really. Yeah. Looking back on that. It really is. That was one of the, when I was a a youngling, my uh, grandma used to be very much into the wrestling. And I remember being very young and seeing, um, and seeing Dynamite Kid on the TV and stuff. And she, she, back then she was all like, go and get him, get get him and all that. (laughs) And, And I had no idea, obviously, what was going on, but, my, going back now and and seeing that, I made it look real. I mean, you know, wrestling isn't fake, but he made it look very, very real. Very, and I guess with him, it pretty much was real. And those two together with with Bulldog, like it's so perfect, mm. so perfect together. Like, I, again, just a team that you can't think of a better pairing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the tier. I don't know where to go. Because in my mind, they're top tier, but then... Oh, I think they are. Yeah. In, 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 uh, you can make the argument for the demolition to be in top tier. The bar to be in top tier. You can. You can, can't you? This is hard, this. I'll, I'll go with you, whatever you want. I was going to go in best. Because I think you do think of... When you think of tag teams in WWE, I do think of them mm. up there. Mm. You know? Yeah, and they were the focal point of the mm-hmm. division for a while there, weren't they? They were. Well? About four years, I think, they're in what, uh, the, the, the tenure. Sorry, not they're in. Their tenure with the company was, mm. so... Yeah, let's go on then. Let's let's get him right up there. And do you know what? I'm going to put him above the Rockers oh as well. Oh my god, he's mental. The cat is among the he's mental. Now I'm thinking of undisputed era too high. I think. Or are be. we just thinking because they're just different eras, aren't they? Yeah. I'm keeping them there. Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll fight you. People can He'll fight, fight you. I'd, I will. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I bruise like a peach. But next up at number nine on WWE's official countdown of the 50 greatest tag teams of all time, we have the Brothers of Destruction, who were two-time WWF tag team champions and one-time WCW tag team champions, of course, in the midst of the invasion angle. Ooh, it was cool to see them come together, wasn't it? It was. The Bros. The Bros finally got after being not, not friends for so long. And uh, now, you know, after Undertaker's burning his brother and that. But you, f- you forget about that period of time. Because in my mind, I think of Brothers of Destruction, I think of Biker Taker. Yes. And came with his arms out. Yep. In the darker mask and, you know, the, 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 stra- like, the straps. What is it called? Like a leotard yeah, thing? Yeah. Um, not the, the covered arm and whatnot. No, no, right? no. Uh, but they did have a brief stint together just yeah, after they, they feuded initially, mm-hmm. where Kane was still one arm covered mm-hmm. Kane with the red. Yeah. <laughs> the, the OG Kane. Um, just the, the sight of those two big bastards walking down the ring 
That is two thousand and one. It is. That is. That is. Kane nostalgia would come out kick. The, the 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 organ bit at the start. Yeah. And the fire would go off. Sometimes even he would walk down to the ring, stand on the apron, not enter the ring, just stand on the apron, do his pyro, and that would start rolling playing. Which is that cool. is two thousand and one. That is so me. cool. Um, won the titles from Edge and Christian a few weeks after WrestleMania mm-hmm. seventeen. Lost them to the two man power trip a week later at Backlash. Where did they did they rank in the the, the fifth the top fifty? I don't think they did. You know. Bloody there's hell. quite a few like I said before like the brain busters aren't even in there oh, crazy. oh bloody interesting they won them again from uh, DDP and Canyon at SummerSlam where they also successfully defended their WCW tag team titles but then they dropped the WWF tag team titles to the Dudley Boys about a month later uh, yes just absolutely fantastic love them love them so much and, and again two people that know each other so well um, and just can do amazing things together like they were just having fun as well do you remember when they faced off against um, uh, what? who was it Funaki Kane um, yeah yeah oh my god and they were just doing the last ride thing and, and Kane the, did not do it yeah he just yeah. like threw him over the top of his head um, silly Kane they were just having what a good like, time eh? they were just yeah. having a good time and um, I think we we miss that a little bit from wrestling these days don't we just like that kind of spontaneity of just just being daft. Here's a hot take for you. I want Seamus and Drew McIntyre to be the modern day Ooh. friends of destruction. That would be cool. Because they've got that kind of relationship. They, they, they really do. They, they, they love each other, but mm-hmm. they also fight each other. Yeah. I, I agree. That would be good. Get him in, get get him to, get Seamus to help uh, draw out with Jinder and that. Yeah. That would be pretty Why good. Not, uh, why do not it. make it happen? Just do it. They've got a fantastic, un- fantastic on-screen relationship those two did but we're not here to speak about that we're not we're here to speak about more Undertaker and Kane because of course they came back yes. numerous times and across the years let's just put them in the best yeah let's do it it's spanned like four decades Woo! at this point if you count 2020 as part of it's 20, it no really 2020 did. is not part of the next decade is it yeah or is it yeah, well, decade yeah because decade's 10 years yeah it is isn't it yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah I tell yeah. you I'm absolutely <laughs> knackered um, yeah it spanned three decades for goodness sake yeah right? a long time yeah, so a very long time straight in the top there boom and let's not speak about Saudi Arabia oh yeah I was going to say let's forget Kane's, about that one Kane's mask fell off yeah yeah, funny. <laughs> number seven. What are we? Number number eight. We're down to who? Are we, no, we're at number. Wait, oh what? yeah, got rid of the new age. We did. Outdoors. Yes, Beg we did. Pardon. And number seven, we have the Usos, who of course are seven-time tag team champions. Oops. The current SmackDown tag team champions, yeah. where sat here right now, having beat the Mysterios mm. at Money in the Bank 2021. Uh, we had feuds with the likes of Tyson Kidd and Cesaro oh. way back in the day when we used to be all about Samoa. Yes. Samoa. 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 Yeah. When I say oos, you say oh. Oos. Oh. Oos. Oh. Oos. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And an explosion. <laughs> Those days, the Usos are uh, the new day as well. Bludgeons now are developing because the, the gimmick change. Yes. From the face paint, the sort of the, the, the paint homage to the tribal mm-hmm. nature of uh, Simone Heritage. Yes, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Uh, for the kids, I thought that was. But now they're, they're adults now. I think it makes sense. I think it really kicked off their career as well when they did that change. I think that's when we really got the the Usos. It's the intensity, Andrew. And the promos are absolutely sensational each and every time. They're just amazing. Why? I'm glad. Am I glad they didn't do it from the start? I don't know, maybe, because they were fine. It's just different horses for different courses, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. And do you remember, like, the promos where I think they were just, like, sat on some dark steps, just, like, doing some really brooding promos yeah. way back when? And that was also, that was just phenomenal. They're amazing, whether they're a heel, whether they're a face team. They can do no wrong in my eyes. I think they're, they're very, very good. And um, In the ring, that is. Yeah, in the ring, yeah. <laughs> Let's... 
Yeah, <laughs> very, very good in the ring. Um, and they're fantastic storytellers as well, which is another good thing. I think that, I, I think a tag team needs to do that too, especially if they are very much fundamentally a tag team, you know, always being together. I think you need to tell compelling stories and they always seem to do that. Yeah, straight to the top tier for me. Yes, me too, me too. It's weird to think that sort of this era of WWE, we talk about it quite a bit, but like they have some fantastic tag teams. We always go on about how bad they're joined some of the at the tag hip. Teams. Usos and yeah. New Day are joined at the hip. That's it. They really are. And the pantheon of great tag yeah. teams. I mean, just their feud. It's gone over many years, and it's always great matches, no matter mm. what sort of stipulation they put in. But yeah, that gimmick change changed the game for Woo. Usos. Oh, I just love them. Me too. And now Big the ascension time. to the main the main event as well with yeah. the Tribal Chief on SmackDown, proving, proving the doubters wrong. Tag teams can be in the main event. They were when we were kids. Yeah, they really they were, were they as well, which yeah, is insane to think about. It bloody is. Down to number six we go, as they say in French. Six. Un, deux, trois, quatre, quatre, six, quatre. Un, deux, trois, quatre, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix, onze, onze, douze, treize, quatorze, quinze, seize, dix-sept. The sweet, the snuff, van. Van der Un. Legion of Two-time tag team champions in WWE. Legendary, of course. Yeah. I think, is it fair to say they were more famous for their exploits outside of WWE than they were in? Because they were, weren't there. For, they were there for two years in the yeah. early 90s. Of course, they came back during the Attitude mm-hmm. Era, although we, we don't like to speak about that period of time, do we? No. They had the big win at WrestleMania 14 in the mm-hmm. Battle Royal where they came back with Sonny as LED. LED? <laughs> LED LED 2000 LED TVs 2000 no LOD 2000 I just I went sunny thinking of her attire with the flames with the yeah the flames I know what you mean I wasn't going are you sure yeah I was the flames they went higher cool Um, but they came back and did well there but apart from that the the horrible storyline about Hawk and his sort of real life and and pro wrestling bleeding together Mm. with his troubles and that's never a good thing no matter who's who's the subject of that storyline so agreed Early two years they were in the company, uh, two-time tag team champions, the Road Warrior Pop is famous worldwide, yep. uh, fused with the likes of the Nasty Boys and Money Inc., which is IRS and yeah. Big Ted. Big, big old Ted. Damn Teddy Biasi. Do, do, do a Ted laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Good that. Can't do it. Can you? <laughs> no. What? Uh, how does he do it again? It's just like... <laughs> that was it. That was good. Well, you got it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. That. that well, yeah. <laughs> and of course, towards the end of their initial run in the company, they would bring in Rocco, the ventriloquist mm. dummy, and mm. Paul Paul Ellering came back with them, which was a nice touch. I mean, yeah. Because obviously he was the manager uh, elsewhere in the world of professional wrestling. Mm. But Rocco was a, a ventriloquist dummy, Andrew. His original name I found out today while doing research was Freckles. I'm glad it was Rocco instead. Why was Freckles aligned with the... <laughs> Not a clue. Why would they need that? I've they don't no need idea. that. What do you make of the having to change their name because Vince was like, we have the Ultimate Warrior, we have the whoever... Whatever Kerry Von Erich was back in the day, whatever oh, warrior he was, yeah. we have plenty of warriors changing name. What do you make stupid? of all that? Stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. They were, they were already known for what they were. Yeah. Like, why? Just why? Why? Why do that? I don't know if that's just because Vince is like, you know, you didn't make yourselves in my company, so mm. I'm gonna change you, sort of into what I think you should be, kind of thing. But what a fantastic tag team! That Straight one that top tier, let's absolutely just... one okay. that we always talk about still to this day that influences so many people still. Um, 
I, I know we're obviously talking about the WWE stuff, but the stuff they did in Japan was fantastic as well. Like, they were on another level of good. They were very ahead of their time as well. Yeah. Um, and really brought something to WWE in that time period, much like, obviously, the, um, uh, the demolition as well. Uh, very much brought something new and edgy to WWE when it definitely needed it. So, yeah. Yeah, just the look, the... The finisher. Oof, oh my Doomsday's god! Advice. It's terrifying. So good. Uh, of course, Animal would come back after Hulk's unfortunate passing mm-hmm. uh, in 2005 to make to make the, the LOD with with Heidenreich. Yep. Let's never Let's, speak about that. Good. Number five in WWE's countdown is the Dudley Boys, nine times WWE Tag Team Champion, one time WCW Tag Team Champions in WWE. Uh, of course, around in the era of the Hardys and uh, yes. Edge and Christian tag teams for the ladies. Tag teams for nice. the ladies. They would come out and the ladies would scream. Yes. Matt and Jeff would take the shirts off, the ladies would scream. Yes. Edge would hump the mat, the ladies would scream. Yes. The Dudley boys would come up with a table. The men, men would men go, would... Get them! Get the pretty men! Get the pretty men! Do the thing, do push my, push my, like, push me. Like, Andrew! Like... Then you have to look like... And then you have to go, get the table. Get the table. Go get it. Go on then. You can't, can you? Nope. Uh, so we know about how many tag team titles they, they won uh, in WWE. The thing I was saying earlier about the tag teams being in the main events, I remember so many times on Raws and Smackdowns, the Dudley boys being on the other side of the ring in main events against the likes of Brothers of Destruction yes. and tag teams like that. Tag teams can be in the main event. They really can. And those two, I mean... And pay-per-views as well, And pay-per-views, yeah. If you think about in the middle of the 2000s, just before they left for Passages New, mm. the stuff with The Undertaker and Paul Heyman. Yeah. And it was, it was, the, great, was it the Great American Bash where... Uh, yes, with with Paul Berger putting the concrete crypt. The concrete crypt. Not a not a, a glass full of coffin, a concrete crypt. <laughs> and they uh, they were the main event at um, One Night Stand as well, weren't they? The first one. It was them two versus Tommy Dreamer and, and Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, just, and that was an amazing match. See, they're just they they're so good. Get them in the they, top. they are in the top. Well, they don't you say can't too much more do you about the Dudley you really boys. Really don't. Fantastic. The boys. We're about in the top though. We'll find out at the end, Andrew. Oh, yeah. I told okay, you, okay, okay, you know, okay, you've done these before, haven't you? I have done these before. Wake up there. <laughs> I'm dying here. Number four, we have Edge and Christian, seven-time tag team champions together. Although both Edge and the Christian, they won tag team titles with other people as well. They have, yeah. Those dirty sleep arounds, Just what disgusting. they like, yeah. But of course, they went from the brood to the ministry to then to then the five-second pose and all yes. that sort of stuff. And it was just, as we say, it's just. Different horses for different courses. Dudley boys were there for the fellas, just putting folk through tables mm-hmm. and being brawlers and whatnot. Edge and Christian, the sneaky, cowardly heels. Yeah. Pretty boys for the ladies with the lovely blonde hair as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. It's yeah. Fantastic. Just really, really good. Funny as well. Another one, another oh, yeah. team that, that benefited from being comedic, um, but also could be super serious in the ring, which was really cool. Um, both obviously going on to prove themselves as amazing heels and amazing faces too. Like, and two people that grew up together wanting to do this for a living. Uh, just Actual amazing. biological brothers. Real. That's not even kayfabe. No, not kayfabe. Not kayfabe at all. Mm. Yes. Straight at the top? Yep. Got, got to be. Next up in Whoa. the countdown, we're in the top three, everybody. We are in the Champions League qualifying places. Hart Foundation, two-time tag team champions, defeat the Bulldogs to win their first WWF tag team championship, where the referee of the match, a certain dangerous Danny Davis, Ooh. helped the Hearts to win the match. I can't believe it's only been, they've only had two reigns. I know. I thought they had more than that. I know. They dropped the titles to Strike Force, who, of course, was Rick Martel mm-hmm. and Tito Santana. Mm. <laughs> and they feuded with the Rockers. And all the teams managed by Jimmy Hart back in the day. Yep. They 
had the strength of Jim, the technical prowess of Brett, just a match of a mix and match of oh. styles. Just the promos as well, where yep. Brett was sort of you know not under, he was understated by the standards of the day. He wasn't yes. shouting. He's a little bit reserved. He was getting then. excited from time to time, but he was like a lot more considered. And then yeah. Anvil was just like off, <laughs> just always going for it. Off his tits on it's coke. So good. Off his tits on coke, just screaming, <laughs> pulling at his beard and whatnot, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Again, straight in the top. Straight in the top. And their their tag team moves together. You know where they where they actually like you know do the pull off the heart attack and all that kind of stuff. Nightheart and pick Brett up and body slam him onto people. Yeah. Oh, just just yeah, amazing. You yeah. can't go wrong with that. And of you course, really as Matthew likes to say a lot on the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, each and every Friday on the YouTube and other platform things for podcasts. Yep. Um, Natalia's just around today to remind us that they were a thing. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Bless her. She does well though. She, she does do well. Good. Holds to me in the back, though. Mm. Uh, number two in the countdown on the official <gasps> WWE thing is the Hardy Boys. Oh. Um, one time WCW Tag Team Champions during the uh, the Invasion Angle. Mm-hmm. One time Raw Tag Team Champions. I was there when they returned at WrestleMania 33. Oh, I'm jealous. The pop is the loudest I've ever witnessed in my entire life. It was deafening. It was amazing. Because everyone thought that new... Well, I was... I was, I bought in it with me because the New Day w- were not dressed in their attire, I think, at the start of WrestleMania yeah. 33 as part of their hosting duties. But then they came out in their gear and I was thinking, well, oh, that's going to be them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. going to be them. Xavier Woods, I think it was. Or was it Kofi trying to take off his, uh, his jacket just yeah. walking forward? Then the Hardys music oh, hits. Oh, my God. Jeff. I think the night before they had some sort of like death-defying ladder match against the Umbox. Yeah, they did. That was an insane match as well. That was so good. Less than 24 hours later in WrestleMania and Jeff Hardy's jumping off the top of a 20-foot ladder. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. What a champ-up guy Jeff Hardy is. (laughs) Um, One time SmackDown Tag Team Champions and then, of course, the six-time WWF as it would have been Tag Team Champions Mm. as well. Top. They're my, well, they're my. Literally, they're the reason I you got into wrestling. Like a hardy boy I do look like a Hardy Boy. I do look like a Hardy Boy. Look at ah, doing all that. Used to wear all them sleeves and circles. I, Did I, you? I loved him so much. Did I you? just loved the Hardys. Yeah. Really? I wanted to be a wrestler because of these guys, Ross. Like, they are the best to me. Mm. And again, another very. Um, say, like, The Rock has been innovative and, and high flying back then. The Hardys coming in and, and adapting that, but yeah. making it into something of their own. And then you get like the whole, like the, the trifecta of the Hardys, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian together. Like they were just so good and so different at that time too. Um, that I mean, I, I, yeah, they've got to be in the best. I think they've got to be. They've got to be. Huh? They've got to be. I agree. And then finally, WWE's greatest tag team ever is the new day, and I don't care what you say. You can make arguments for every single tag team we've spoken about today, just yep. about, but uh, new day fully justified being in that role. So a lot of people being mm-hmm. upset at new day being in there. I've got no idea why. No. Um, of course, they've been together for, well, officially they are still together, even though yeah. they're on different brands. Of course, you've got Kofi and Xavier on Raw, Big E on SmackDown. He's got the briefcase, though. Yeah. He can jump over to Raw and take the title from Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Can't he? He can not and he, Bobby, he will. Bobby's going to lose. You, no, oh, no. I think Bobby's going to lose. But, well, Big E's been talking about for a bit, hasn't he, that he wanted to face off against Goldberg. Yeah. And imagine, uh, yeah, I mean, still, it's not that good. No. Him having the power, but no. still. <laughs> um, yeah, so longevity, the chemistry that can do. Well, early on, there were baby faces, and that yes. didn't work, and the crowd let everybody know mm-hmm. that didn't work when they were yeah. sort of in the more preacher like role. The and choiry stuff. Yeah, the and... choirs and whatnot, and then... They were lost in no man's land for a little while there. I remember them yeah. being in the kickoff battle royal, I think, at WrestleMania 31. Yes. In San Antonio, San, Santa Monica, San Francisco. 
San Francisco? San Andreas. San Juan, New Mexico. Wow. No idea. San, San somewhere. San Sebastian. San Sebastian? I think it was in Santa Monica. Was it? Oh, I didn't know it was. San Bruno San Martino. Um, they were in there. And you were thinking, wow. The writing could be on the wall here for the new day, but then yep. they turned things around and then they come did. the summer of 2015, which was a few months later, of course, they won the tag team champions, uh, championships. Yep. Um, and the, the, the poo housery on show, on show there from the now heel new day yes. was unparalleled. So good. And it was fantastic. And they were so good as heels, they naturally, organically, which is always the best way to do mm-hmm. it, turn babyface. They've had the run of their lives as babyfaces. I would love to know a figure in terms of money, how much money they've made oh, from merchandise and stuff like that. So much. It must be in the millions. It's got to be in the millions. Tens of millions. What, with your own cereal and stuff as well? Like, Split yeah. three ways, lovely. Oh, they've made so much fine. money. Good for them. Yes, uh, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champions over the two brands, of course. The longest tag team title reign, which I do believe was that first one they started at SummerSlam 2015. Mm-hmm. Incredible matches with so many different tag oh. teams. That just and I guess you've got to throw Kofi Mania in there as well with him winning yeah. the big one at WrestleMania 35. I wax lyrical about the new day. I think me they should, too. They should, despite what I said on the pictures video, never want to split up ever. I never. can't ever see them. I genuinely can't ever see them splitting up. I, it's it's very rare that you get a team that still feels relevant and fresh after so many years as yeah. well. Um, and they just manage to do it every single time. Like this whole split at the moment, I completely get it because I think Big E deserves to to be going out and doing his his own thing. Yeah. And, at the same, and and I like the idea that they've said before. You know, it doesn't matter. We're still the new day. If someone splits off to do their own thing, we'll support them, and and rightly so because each individual person in the new day is fantastic. But when they all come together, that's when it's just pure magic. And you can't, you can. I don't. I really don't think you can. You can beat them. Get them in the top. Woo. Get them in the there top. We so now we've come to the end of the tier list ranking malarkey thingy. And it's up to you, Bonnie Lad, to find out who is the best tag team oh. of all time. So we start with Undisputed Era in their various incarnations of tag teams. Are they better than The Shield? Mm, no. I agree with that. Okay. British Bulldogs, better than The Shield. No. Rockers, better than The Shield. Oh, for influence. Yes. Wow. Mega powers better than the rockers. Do it. Do the th- you do might th- have to do the thing where you grab the shield. I've oh, go. got it. There we go. Mega Which powers one? better than the shield. No. Brothers of Destruction better than the shield. No. The Usos better. No, sorry. Oh, rockers. Oh, rockers. I said the wrong thing. You did. Sorry. Well, no. Still. Usos better than the rockers. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. LOD better than the Rockers. No. Yeah, do you reckon? I reckon they've got a bit. Go on then. It's up to you. Well, now I'm thinking that Usos are better than the Rockers. I would say so as well. Go on then. Right. So, LOD better than Usos. Yeah. No. (laughs) Dudley Boys better than Usos. Yes. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Whip. It's hard though. Come on, bro. Edge and Christian better than the Dudleys? No. Heart Foundation better than the Dudleys? No. Got Matt back. and Jeff, I think I know the answer here. They're better than the Dudleys, aren't they? Yeah. I, I think I'm not going to argue with you. Are, are you really? It's, gonna... it's always the guest call on the oh, team. Very... Yeah, well, everyone's going to hate me. So here's the big one Are the Hardy Boys better than the New Day? 
think the New Day are the top, Ross. I think that you can't beat the New Day. I don't think you can beat the New Day. What do you reckon? I've got no qualms with you putting the New Day at the top of this thing. New Day are at the top. New Day are absolutely fantastic. So there we have it. We agree with WWE on something. The New Day are the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling. Andrew. Yes. I don't like you. Thank uh, you. But thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having for me For this mega power of a tier rank and malarkey thing. We've been here for a while, haven't we? Yeah, it's been big. Any it's closing nearly remarks before we go away? Um, no. Um, thank you for chopping me in the chest. Uh, that was very kind of you Not to problem. do so. Um, and thank you for having me on this. I know we don't like each other, but... Uh, well, I like you, you know. Well, I, 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 I liked you until I found out you were trying to use this thing that I helped well, build from the ground up. So, Well, you know, but thank you for having me on here, despite you not liking me. That's okay. It's kind of you. Will I see you at the biggest party of the summer? I'll be there. Well, Will you be there? I might be there with a sombrero hat. You might be there with a sombrero hat. Little, uh, little pina colada or whatever they're called. Interesting. So we'll have to see what happens there, but that's been the tier rank thing. You knew they mm-hmm. are. The best of all time. I think that's true. Yep. People might disagree. That's good for you. Opinions, they are like arseholes. Everybody's got one, and they're all stinky. I've been Ross from Cultaholic. He's been a no-good doylem. Which, by the way, means idiot in Geordie language. Does it? I thought yeah. a doylem was one of them things you put, like, coasters, uh, like, cups and stuff on. You know, like a little doy... Is that a doily? A like a doily. You know, like a woven piece of thing that you put on a table. Oh, right. Is that what they're called, is, is it? That, or is that a doily? A doyle? No idea. Something like that. Kevin Doyle, former Reading FC striker. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's end this now. I'm going to apologise for my performance here today. I am frazzled. I am tired. The Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, it really does take you out with you when it's three hours long. But there we go. I should get fitter uh, or something. You did a good job. I'll be better, better at talking. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the Tier List Ranking Malarkey. All the best to you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.